kingdom blessings. God bless each and every one of you. Welcome to the Pillar of Fire podcast. I am your host, Prophet Jeffrey Marshall. It is a beautiful Friday here in Dallas, Texas. Um, This afternoon, uh, we started off today very, very, very strong storms, um, dark skies, thundering, lightning. And here it is a few hours later, and it's totally sunny, 90 plus degrees. It doesn't even look like a storm came. There's no evidence of a storm anywhere. Um, I can look outside and the same sky that was just dark, full of clouds, thunder and rain pouring is blue clouds, sun out. The same tree that I just watched uh, uh, raindrops fall down is dry. The leaves are dry. The same ground that I just saw water running down dry. There's no evidence that there was ever a storm. There's no evidence that it even rained. However, because I was there and I saw it with my own eyes, I know what happened. And you might be saying, well, where and what does all of this have to do with today? Well, the reason why I wanted to segue and introduce us into today with that is because although we don't see it, doesn't mean it didn't happen. And although you don't see it happening, does not mean it is not actively happening. So so, so sometimes we think and we can get into a place and we can find ourselves, especially as men, and especially what I see happening now in the media, in the videos, in conversations, and in articles that I read, there's an assault against men. There's an assault against leadership. There's an assault against men that assault against men is one to to diminish to degrade and to dismantle the leadership principles the execution of leadership and the headship that god has set up now listen hear me please i'm not talking about this male chauvinistic uh perspective that degrades women and that places men on this pedestal to where all we do is sit back and serve and uh, uh, bring me this and do that. And I'm the king. Absolutely not. <laughs> no, not that. And I'm not. All, and, and I'm also not talking about this uh, new perspective, this new age perspective where it tugs on the emotional strings of men, where it makes men say, yes, you are a hard worker. Yes, you are. You are uh, this amazing father, but they don't appreciate you. Those moments where nobody appreciates you, just suck it up because that's what men, that's what happens to men. Uh, uh, Those times when nobody uh, calls you and tells you you're doing a great job, um, suck it up. That's being a man. You know, so there's a there's a a double edged approach against men. It's one that pulls on your emotional strings. Uh, And then there's this one that pulls on this physical string where it's like degrading you. No matter what you do, it's not good enough. Um, And so it's this attack. It's this attack. And so because there's an attack, we have to do what? Launch a counterattack. We don't just sit back and accept what we see. We don't just sit back on the sideline and wait for our turn. Absolutely not. I don't know if you follow sports. But the last time I watched the football game, you got offense and defense. It's not just all offense out there. You're not going to ever have two quarterbacks on the field at the same time. There's always going to be a counter attack. 
because the defense is the counterattack to the offense. So when, when we start seeing these offensive attacks come against us, we must launch a defensive counterattack to prevent the offense from scoring. And one of the things I know that God has did today is set up a counterattack to keep that attack from scoring and from planning itself and finding itself in your life, trying to strip you of who God called you to be as a man, as a father, as a husband, as a brother, as a son, as a leader. Something amazing in the Bible happened with this brother called Gideon. <laughs> man, this brother, this brother, let me, let me tell you something, just a quick, quick, quick backdrop about this brother. And I want us to look at Judges, the sixth chapter and the 12th verse, because the Bible says something so amazing in this verse. It says the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said, mighty hero, the Lord is with you, sir. Gideon replied, if the Lord is with us, why is all this happened to us? And where are all the miracles our ancestors told us about? Didn't they say the Lord has brought us up out of Egypt? But now the Lord has abandoned us and handed us over to the Midianites. Then the Lord turned to him and said, go with the strength you have and rescue Israel from the Midianites. I'm sending you. I'm sending you. I'm sending you. <laughs> Watch this. But Lord, Gideon replied, how can I rescue Israel? My clan is the weakest in the whole tribe of Manasseh, and I am the least in my entire family. The Lord said to him, I will be with you and you will destroy the Midianites as if you were fighting against one man. Gideon replied, if you are truly going to help me, show me a sign to prove that it is really the Lord speaking to me. Don't go away until I come back and bring my offering to you. He answered, I will stay here until you return. Listen, I want to I want to encourage you, brother, wherever you are right now, listening to this, that that those verses are just as true for you as they were for Gideon. You are a mighty hero. Some versions call him a mighty man of valor. I love that version because a lot of us know what a hero is. A lot of us can equate a hero to our childhood. I know for me, you know who my, uh, and I'm not, I'm not talking about, I'm talking about cartoon-wise childhood, right? I equated a hero. The first hero I can think of was Superman. He had on the cape. He could fly. He could do all of these things. He could stop, stop a bullet, leave a building, uh, be the locomotive, that whole little thing that went on about Superman. So he was technically a hero because he was uh, indestructible. He couldn't be stopped. There was nothing that could stop him. Nothing. And some of us have to realize that we ourselves are heroes. God said, listen, there's nothing that can stop you. You have so much on the inside of you that there is, I'm calling you who I made you. See, God was uh, using the angel of the Lord to address Gideon in the way that he made Gideon. I, I, I don't know this Gideon 
that you know. All I know is the Gideon that I made and I made a hero. I made a mighty man of valor. And so when God deals with us, a lot of times God is dealing with us from the place that he made us, not from who we are, not from this broken place that we are. See, God, is, and, and, and I love how the angel of the Lord talked to Gideon. Look, it's like the angel of the Lord shook Gideon up. Hold on, man. I'm going to need you to get your mind right. You talking about all of this stuff happened. You talking about what happened. Yeah, that's why I'm sending you. It's you. You see it. You see the problem, but you the answer. <laughs> How you like them marbles? Gideon came with a question like, wait a minute. Hold on. Wait a minute. Who you who you calling a hero? Wait a minute. Who, 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 who? But I love his transparency because you must understand the history of what was happening. Because, see, this wasn't just a one time thing. See, the Bible tells us at the very beginning of this passage that that this was this had been happening for years. The Lord gave them into the Midians, into their hands for seven years because of what they did. Because of their sin, their disobedience. So this was a byproduct of their disobedience. And sometimes we have byproducts of our disobedience. There's always consequences to your actions, whether they're good or whether they're bad. This was a consequence of their actions. So every year, every single year, the Bible tells us that the Midianites and the Amalekites and the people of the East will come against them every year. Whenever they planted crops, here come the Midianites. Here come the Amalekites. Here come the people from the east. They're coming against them. They're going to take up. They're going to devour. They're setting up camps. Everything that you did, you built, they take. The Bible says they left no sustenance in Israel and no sheep or ox or donkey. For they would come up with their livestock and their tents and they would come like locusts in number. It was so many of them, so many of them. And this would happen and had happened and continuously happened for year after year after year. And so Gideon was dealing with facts, dealing, dealing with the truth of the matter. The fact of the matter is some of us are dealing with things just like this that come up against us. Sometimes it's year after year. Sometimes it's day after day. Sometimes it's moment after moment. And what God is saying is, listen, I, 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 I allowed you to take this pause in this podcast long enough for you to take a pause and for you to call time out and for you to go to the sideline and for you to regroup yourself and listen to the coach. Listen, let's see what coach got to say. Let's see what coach seeing from the sideline. Let's get the next play. I know we down by 20, but that's okay. Let's play some defense. I know we down by 20. That's okay. Let's get some stops. God is dealing with Gideon in the place that he made him. God called a, called a timeout in Gideon's life and had a whole session with Gideon through that angel of the Lord. And he's pouring into Gideon. He's poor. I'm talking an instant download from heaven. How powerful is that? The angel of the Lord appeared to him and immediately started downloading. This is why God is so beautiful. This is why God is so pleasant. This is why God doesn't bring confusion. He's not the author of confusion. The enemy comes to kill, steal and destroy. 
And it's, and it's so powerful to me because the first thing that came out of his mouth, the angel of the Lord's mouth, was an encouraging word. It was something that went contrary to what the enemy does. The enemy kills, steals, and destroys. He brought life. He brought life. That was the first thing he brought, life. He delivered power to him. He delivered encouragement to him. He pouring into him, building him up. You hero, you. You mighty hero. Hero, the Lord is with you. Mm. He go right to the mind. He go right to the mind. Nothing about no blessing. Nothing about uh, 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 what, what is coming in terms of some money. No, I'm coming for your mind. The Lord is with you, oh mighty man of valor, because I know what you see, oh mighty hero you. I know what you see around you. You've been seeing it for years, but I need to let you know the first thing that the Lord is with you. Okay, so if we're going to get mad at anybody, let's get mad at the Lord. And so Gideon, in his respect, and Gideon, in his place, he's like, wait a minute, I know what's going on. I know who you are. I, I, I have respect, my Lord. But if the Lord is with us, why has all this happened to us? And I hear this question all the time, brothers. If all of this is happening, why am I going through? If all of this is happening, why, why, why? Are the wonderful deeds that our fathers recounted us saying uh, that the Lord brought us up out of Israel, out of Egypt? I'm sorry. And this is this is I'm just reading this from from uh, judges. This is what Gideon was saying to the angel of the Lord. Right. Because Gideon's having this conversation like if God with us, man, what, why all this bad stuff happening? What, what about all these miracles that 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 our parents and our forefathers talked about? What about all these wonderful deeds that they told us about? I'm not seeing none of this. All I'm seeing is that they come every year. I'm over in this cave. Uh, I'm threshing wheat. I, I'm doing things that I'm not even supposed to do. We living in fear down here because they're going to come and they're going to take it all. And so God is saying, listen, I know what you see, but I need you to know who you are. The Lord said to him, but I'll be with you. And, and, and I'm going to be the one who fight through you. It's not about you. I just so happened to pick you, but it's really not about you. It's all about me. It's about me because the Lord said, I will be with you and you shall strike them as one man because I'm with you. <laughs> How you going to save Israel? Through you. Yeah, I knew you was the weakest. I knew your household, your whole clan was the weakest. And I knew you were the least in your father's house. In fact, I knew exactly who you were, mighty man of valor. I knew exactly who you were, mighty hero, before I even had this conversation with you. I knew you was going to think of yourself being weak. I knew you thought that your family lineage wasn't going to be no good. But I see good in you because I can use you because what people think can't be done can be done with me. Can be done with me. And watch me do it. Watch me do it. And I want to encourage you with that today. I want to encourage you with that today. That, that, that God has done it in you. You just got to meet yourself. Come out of that cave of doubt. Come out of that cave of desperation. Come out of that cave of not thinking that you worth anything because of the past, because of your history. Yeah, see, Gideon had a history. A whole history uh, 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 going on where he was having problems.
Yeah, so he was used to disappointments. He was used to being taken over uh, by those fierce and powerful enemies. He was used to this. So what he was saying to God was not from some place of like, uh, I'm just making this up or I don't believe in you. I want to believe in you, but everything around me tell me I can't. Um, what about these things I heard from my fathers and forefathers, these miracles, these signs, these wonders, because I'm not seeing none of this because all I see is the inside of a cave. He was expressing his doubt and his insecurity about his own self. Because let me tell you something. There's, I don't care who you are as a brother, you know, on the inside of you, you know, it's something greater for you. And sometimes we just find ourselves on these wheels, these hamster wheels where we're constantly going in circles and around and around. But we know we were meant for greater. We know we're not meant for that wheel. Gideon knew he wasn't meant for no cave. Gideon knew his people because if my father's told me about it, then why hasn't it fallen to us? And Gideon asked God for a sign. You know, give me a sign that, that you're going to be with me. Give me a sign, Lord, that, that, you know, we always need a sign. <laughs> God is saying, listen, sometimes my word is my sign. That's the best sign you need. You might say, well, how powerful can a word or can, can a word be? You ever see a stop sign? That stop sign can be the difference between life and death. That stop sign can be the difference between uh, losing your license and keeping your license. That stop sign can be the difference between a, a, a $300 ticket and not getting a ticket. That sign has power. And all it is is a four-letter word. God's word has power. God's word has power. And I'm going to leave it right at that. Because Gideon needed sign. He needed this sign. I'm not diminishing what this brother was dealing with. Yet he needed this sign because everything else that he saw went contrary to what he had been hearing. So, you know, he asked God for a sign and he placed some fleece on the ground and he asked God to make it wet, you know, while keeping the surrounding ground dry. And over time, and as we see when we read on throughout these signs, Gideon's confidence started increasing. He started uh, uh, understanding that God's presence is really here in spite of what I see. Uh, yeah, wait a minute. Hold on. Even though I know they here, God is also here. Yeah. So so the first thing he had to do was go down and tear down some false idols, some false gods that were worshiped by not the enemy, but the people, the Israelites. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so he had to go and reinstate the presence of God with God's people. So, and watch this. And, and, and then not only that, he had to then go confront the enemy. And what, what a lot of people know about Gideon and his fame, his rise to fame kind of uh, comes from the fact that his army went from 32,000 men down to 300. Drastic reduction. I told my daughter the other day, it's about quality, not quantity. It don't matter how much you got. I would rather have one pair of good shoes than 10 cheap pair any day of the week. After he reinstated the true worship of God with the people of God. He set out to destroy. He set out to counterattack the enemy. He's preparing to confront the Midianites. 
God looking at everybody that's going to come and have claim, uh, uh, stake a claim in this fight. And all of them was not really dedicated to the fight. Some of them were scared. Some of them didn't have a mind right. Some of them weren't even in no right place. And when it was all said and done, after the series of tests, it was 300 men that was left to go fight. And not only did it demonstrate that some people ain't worth being in the fight, but it shows that victory comes through supernatural powers of God. That victory comes from God being in with you. That victory comes from God and not by man. Because it would have been, it would have been real easy to say, yeah, we are 32,000 took out the Midianites. But when it's 300, you can't help but to know God is in it. See, God had a strategy. His small army, the small army of 300 men, they advanced under the covers of darkness. They had torches and trumpets and they surrounded the Midianite camp. See, this is God's strategy. And at Gideon's command, all of them blew their trumpets and broke their clay jars to expose their torches. And they shouted a sword from the Lord and for Gideon. <laughs> and it confused the enemy. It immediately created a sense of panic and they turned on each other. See, it's not about how much you got, but it's about what you got. It's not about how much you got, but it's about what you got. And what you got can confuse the enemy. What you got can set you up for victory. What you do got is enough. And God was trying to show Gideon everything that was in the cave with you was with you. And that's the same stuff that's with you outside the cave. I just need you to activate it. Activate it. Activate it. Activate it. So I want to encourage you today. Activate it. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Activate it. You are a hero. Every day you get up and you go, you go do what you do. You are a man of valor. You fight unseen enemies. Sometimes we fight unseen enemies in our hearts and in our minds and we battle and wrestle throughout the day and we come home and we try to decompress and sometimes we don't decompress and because the decompression or the unpacking don't come the way we, we think it should come, we get even more stress. But I want to let you know, listen, 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 you got to find that place in God and God alone. That's why God is raising up his leaders and God is going to put us in situations and in circumstances that it is only going to take him to get us through and get us out and provide us guidance so that you can have that one thing in your life. Because there's plenty of things in your life where you know it wasn't nobody but God. But God is setting us up to say, listen, you know this was God. You know this was God. When you look at what Gideon did, where he came from, just to get to this place that he was breaking open that jar, oh, he knew it was God. He knew it was God. He understood the importance of following direction from God. Even when I'm weak, even when I'm unsure, even when I'm uncertain, I gotta believe what he say, because if he said it, that, that means it must be true. A remarkable victory was given to the people from a remarkable man, although that man didn't think he was remarkable. 
That man didn't even believe that he was worthy enough because of the facts that was around him, because of what people had said about him and his household and his family, about uh, uh, what what was said about them throughout the courses of history. Because you don't just come out of nowhere saying that your household is the least and you are the least of your household that come from somewhere. So, again, I encourage you. Not only believe what God said about you, but pay attention to what's being said about you. And if it's not what God said and it's totally different, I'm going to need us to do some investigation on that. I'm going to need us not to believe what people say about us until we give the litmus test based off what God said about us. I know the situations tell you to be frustrated, be mad, pop off, go off, give them a piece of your mind, set them straight, do all of these things. But let me tell you something, brother. Take a, take a time out first. Let's see what God says. Let's see what he said about the situation. Have we even consulted him? Because we find ourselves against the challenge, but, but how do we deal with this challenge? I don't want to just act. I don't want to just react. I don't want to just do. I want to make it be done in God's way because I want to make a lasting impact in everything that I do. I want to encourage you all with this word today. I want to thank you for just letting me um, sharing this time with me, I should say, sharing these few moments in time um, as we get stronger together. Remember, this is your safe space. You can take these 20-something minutes in your day just to unpack, just to be in a quiet place where you and God can connect. And you realize, look, this don't got nothing to do with no denomination. This don't have anything to do with no religion. This has everything to do with relationship and my relationship with God. And I'm going to do whatever it takes to fight for it. I'm going to do whatever it takes to establish it. And most of all, I'm going to do whatever it takes to keep it and keep it alive. Be blessed, my brothers. I love you. If nobody else lets you know this, know that you are loved in this place. Know that you are loved in this space. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go spread the word, share the news about the podcast. We want to build this platform up. We want to get this out here. Amen. I love you all. Go in peace.